This episode has been brought to you in part by Canderell and Kingset Capital. Coming soon, affordable luxury condominium living at 908 St. Clair West. Nestled into a vibrant, one-of-a-kind neighborhood, 908 St. Clair West is a modern treasure, offering a sophisticated lifestyle inspired by St. Clair Village and prestigious Forest Hill. Register today at 908stclairwest.com. Sunday when thousands of people across Canada joined in solidarity marches for Ukraine. This was downtown Toronto and included that well-known anti-Putin chant, which is literally about Putin and his male body part. Special thanks to Lisa Blevis for sending it in. She was at the protest. There were rallies in Ottawa too and Calgary and from Winnipeg to Vancouver and beyond. And all this support from the West may be of some comfort to Anatoly Shengate. He's the head of Kiev's Jewish community, and he's been sheltering in his house in Kiev since Russian forces began their assault last week. Kiev is actually under curfew, and everybody had to stay inside until at least Monday. Shengate's trying to remain in touch not only with his own brother, who lives outside Kiev, who's got no electricity or water, but also with the wider Jewish community in the city and in Ukraine, those fleeing west to safety across the borders, and those like him and his 96-year-old father who can't leave. Do uh, people in World War the Second Babiyar, it it will be it uh, it will be not only for Jewish people. It's for all citizenship, not only of Kyiv, but all, uh, all, uh, all Ukraine. I'm Ellen Besner, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like for Monday, February 28th, 2022. Welcome to the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Anatoly Shengate has been fielding WhatsApp calls and trying to keep tabs on the latest situation impacting Ukraine's Jewish community. There were an estimated 200 to 300,000 people of Jewish descent, including the 20,000 who live in the capital of Kiev, where he is. He's the executive director of the Kiev Jewish community. He's an engineer and a lawyer, and he's been very involved with diaspora Jews who come to Ukraine on heritage trips, including some Canadians who've been restoring mass graves of their families murdered during the Holocaust. Shengate's also been working to build a better airport in the city of Uman to handle all the thousands of Hasidic pilgrims who come to the grave of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov each fall. He knows that Uman has been hit in the Russian assault. Coming up, you'll hear our interview with Shengate from his home Sunday night. But first, here's what's making news elsewhere in Canada right now. I'm Amy Rosen in downtown Toronto, and this is what Jewish Canada sounds like. Most Jewish organizations in Canada are encouraging people to donate money to emergency relief campaigns, and they say it's best if you donate through your local Jewish federation. Other groups like Chabad have a fundraising site to help individual cities in Ukraine where large Jewish populations live, like in Dnieper, especially for the elderly or Holocaust survivors who can't leave or have no way to get out. There's also a new community called Anatevka, located outside of Kiev. They're offering shelter for internally displaced refugees from the eastern part of Ukraine. And yes, it is called Anatevka, named in honor of the village from the Fiddler on the Roof story. All the links to all these places are in our show notes. (laughs) 
And Anatoly Shengate joins me now from Kiev. Tell me what's going on where you are at the moment. You're staying in your home. I stay in my home. Uh, how to say it's a long, long Shabbat. Why? Because uh, from uh, uh, five o'clock in the evening in Friday till eight o'clock in the morning of uh, in uh, in Monday, it's forbidden to go to street. It uh, we should stay at our home. Do you hear any bombs or fighting? Uh, have you heard them personally yourself? Any uh, anything? Each time, each time, and. Uh, uh, from Shabbos till Sunday, it was uh, it was uh, much or less uh, not so, but uh, but on uh, Shabbat night it was awful because some of uh, Russian troops tried to go to Ministry of Defense. It's uh, uh, near this place where I'm now and uh, Ukrainian uh, soldiers uh, stop them. What do you see from your house, from your windows? Uh, you see, first of all, I hear a lot of shots and a lot of uh, explosion. And after this, it was uh, um, a big, a big, a big fire. And do you know if uh, your buildings, the Jewish buildings have been damaged? Anything, any reports? Synagogues, community centers, schools, what do you hear? No, no, no. Synagogues, community uh, uh, community buildings, schools in Kiev, uh, uh, Baruch Hashem uh, in uh, in right condition. A lot of my a lot of my Jewish and not only Jewish friends now in Chernovitz, and one of Chernovitz Jewish community leads my friend uh, Lev Kleiman now gather some Jewish people from all over Ukraine, in Chernovitz. So refugees. And after this, send them to Poland, on to Slovenia, on to another European country. So what is it that you are able to do for your community? You see, Ellen, uh, the situation like this, uh, some uh, members uh, of Jewish community, like Young people, some people of uh, middle age went from Kyiv uh, three days ago when they, when they understand situation. And uh, believe me, I understand the situ- I understood the situation also. You also have an old fa- an older father who's still alive. How is he doing? My father, uh, Baruch Hashem, he is uh, 96. And uh, this is uh, his uh, second war because uh, in 1941 evacuated from Dnipropetrovsk, from Dnipro, in last train to Ural. And uh, now I have no possibility to take, to take him to train and to go with him to Lviv or to another place because he is after COVID. And it was impossible. So uh, it's my personal cause why I'm here. And the second cause that I have some obligation in community. Is there enough food? Is there enough water? Is there enough medicine for the Jewish community there? What do you need? You see, uh, before Shabbos, 
uh, all uh, supermarkets uh, worked, and uh, I personally was was in in a very large market uh, near near my home, and uh, uh, there were a lot of foods, so uh, uh, it was good. How it will be on Monday? Nobody knows. Uh, my brother live uh, not in Kiev, but in small village with uh, his family, and uh, he called me uh, uh, maybe hour ago and uh, told that uh, they have no electricity and no water supply, no toilet, no possibility to prepare uh, food because uh, they have no gas, only electricity uh, equipment. So uh, as I feel, as I feel, maybe in two days, it will be an awful humanitarian catastrophe. And uh, now, how to say, maybe it's last day when we have this privilege of civilization, this shower and normal toilet, and we don't know what it will be tomorrow in such a place like Kyiv. What can the Jewish community of Canada do to help? First of all, uh, I think uh, it should be uh, a pressure to all, to all political leaders to be, to be in contact with, uh, with President of uh, Russia and uh, try to stop them. On September, uh, it's uh, like uh, half year ago, a lot of leaders of, uh, uh, of, some, of some countries were here in Kiev, in Babi Yar, to say never again, never again. What is, what is never? What is never? Ever? It's ever. It, it's now. It's now. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe day after tomorrow. Uh, all people in another country should understand the situation here, uh, I try to find uh, uh, English synonyms for how to describe the situation. Terrible, awful, dire. In Hebrew, norameot. Now, what do you say when we hear in the West, everybody hears Putin talk about denazifying Ukraine? That was his reason for going in. What does that feel like when you hear these words? When we want to say that something uh, that uh, something right, we have we have an exp uh, explanation for this, yeah. But uh, everybody everybody understands that uh, there is no cause for this invasion, no cause for this war. So are Jews at risk or uh, because they're Jews? You said there's going to be maybe another Babiyar, God forbid. But in terms of how relationships are now in Ukraine with Jewish people and the Ukrainian people, how, how is it? What should we understand? The level of anti-Semitism in Ukraine was not so big. And I think uh, it was maybe less than in other countries. I, I hope... 
I hope, Beisrat uh, Hashem, uh, everything will be okay. Now, now we should stay. Do you want the people to get out and go to Israel or go to somewhere else? Or what do you think is going to happen to the community? Uh, yes, yeah, some people wants uh, some people wants to go to Poland, to Israel, to Germany. So uh, a lot of people feel that uh, here they have no protection. Is there anything you wanted to say uh, before we we say goodbye? Any other message that you have? The world is so small. Is small, so small. Everybody should understand that uh, we are very close and should should be together. In times like this, we need your help. And that's what Jewish Canada sounds like for this episode of the CJN Daily, sponsored by Metropia. Integrity, community, quality, and customer care. Today's listener shout-out goes to Judy and Marty Cates of Toronto. She's with the National Council of Jewish Women. And we'll end today's episode with a clip from a new exhibit honoring the Muslims from Albania who helped save Jews during the Holocaust. The exhibit was unveiled at the Beth Emmeth Synagogue in Toronto. Of the 1,800 Jews living in Albania during the Second World War, all were saved except one Jewish family. The Albanians refused to turn over the Jews to the Nazis because of their tradition known as Besa, which means keeping a promise. Yad Vashem recognizes the Muslim rescuers as righteous among the nations. The woman you'll hear speaking is the president of Kosovo. Kosovo used to be a part of Albania during the war. She joined the exhibit by video link. Special thanks to Alana Zakon for the audio. When Kosovo Albanians gave their Besa, the Albanian code of honor, for an uncompromising protection and a vow to rescue every single Jewish person that entered its territory. This often meant putting their own lives at risk, but thankfully it resulted in many more lives being saved.